Welcome to Shoujo and Tell, where we discuss shoujo manga and tell who's hot and who's not, talk about themes, and just generally geek out. Today, May 18th, 2019, we'll be Shoujo and Telling about the first nine volumes of Oran High School Host Club by Bisco Hattori. So that's the first half of the series. I'm your host, Ashley McDonald, and I'm joined by Rose Bridges. Hey. And Aisha Salil. Hey. <laughs> okay, so these are familiar voices, or they should be, because Rose was on the Utna episode, which is our baby podcast first episode. <laughs> Yay. Yay. And Aisha was on a very recent episode of Everyone's Getting Married. Um, yes. <laughs> but for anybody who may not have listened to those episodes, uh, let's start with Rose. Who are you? Why are you here? What do you love about shoujo manga? Hi, I'm Rose. I um, write for Anime News Network sometimes. Um, I'm also an academic researcher on anime soundtracks. I had a book that came out end of previous year um, on Cowboy Bebop. Um, I'm working on some other academic projects including a chapter for another book um and beginning my dissertation so that's fun and why do i love shoujo well i've been reading it since i was in middle school but i particularly love oran so i'm super happy to be here i know oran's your jam we're gonna get into yeah, it it is very much my jam <laughs> yes and asia uh yeah what do you do <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm not nearly as impressive as Rose. Oh, it's <laughs> I'm, okay. I, I'm, I'm not either. That's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm li- right, it's, fine. It's, it's fine. I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. I am literally just a mom who loves manga. Um, I have a YouTube channel where I review manga and I have an Instagram and, um, I guess I love shoujo. It was my gateway drug. <laughs> like my first yeah. series was Fruits Basket and then Oran High School Host Club was one of my first ones. And just from there, now granted, I was um, definitely in my 20s when I first discovered it. So it was like, whoa, what is this? How did I live this long without, <laughs> without finding this? Magic. Um, yeah. And so after that, I just kind of, you know, it went downhill from there. <laughs> or uphill it depends on how you look at it or uphill yes (laughs) okay so yeah we're here to talk about this little known series called oran high school host club very obscure it's very very obscure um and since rose you are i think probably the biggest fan among us would you like to describe what oran high school host club is about for any noobs out there who don't know what it is (laughs) all right so um oran is about um a ordinary girl named Haruhi Fujioka although not that ordinary she's pretty cool but you know she's the (laughs) she's the protagonist she's a commoner she's not rich so she gets a scholarship to study at this fancy rich people's school um and she comes in and she's not particularly girly and so she's mistaken for a boy um when she enters music room three which is where the host club hangs out and then um she accidentally breaks a vase and they tell her that in order to work off her debt she needs to join the host club as a host before you know they all figure out that she is in fact a girl but she's good enough at passing for a boy that they let her keep doing it and so she becomes uh friends and possibly more with a um (laughs) (laughs) with a very colorful group of uh boys tamaki who is uh the very extroverted campy leader of the host club everything is over the top for him uh, Kyoya, who is the much cooler 
uh, uh, vice president of the host club and Tom McGee's best friend somehow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The the twins who have their uh, thing. Um, They're they're (laughs) They're very very, uh, Jamie and Cersei thing. Um, (laughs) Ow, deep cuts. No! (laughs) Oh, come on, everybody. People should be familiar with that right now. Very small think pieces. Um, Hikaru and uh, Kaoru. And um, the also affectionate cousins, um, <laughs> Honey and Mori Senpai, and Renge, the fabulous manager. I can't forget about her. Oh, I yeah. certainly don't forget about her. You don't ever forget about her. <laughs> She's awesome. I love Renge. <laughs> okay, we're, we can get into that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the series is just a series of hijinks where Haruhi is pretending to be a hot, hot boy, but is really just cute mm-hmm. and is falling in love with the other hot, hot boys, paying off a massive debt. Yay! Hijinks Yay. ensue. <laughs> um, yeah, hijinks ensue is probably the best is the, is the, yeah, Right, <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> Pretty sure most of this wasn't, like, plotted. Some episodes just happened, and you're like, okay, yeah. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but that's yeah. fine. <laughs> Um, and I will say that for me, I definitely watched the anime first. Ah, okay, okay. Me, me as well. I've actually, oh. this is my first time reading through the entire manga. Oh. But I've read bits and pieces of it. Um, and I, I know what happens. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm someone who doesn't mind spoilers. You're so prepared. I'm, I'm prepared. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, so then I'd kind of, I'd kind of been apprehensive about reading it, but I'm really compared to the anime, but I'm really enjoying it so far. Mm-hmm. So. And I'm enjoying some of the ways in which it's different, too. Yeah, I was going to say, I I had actually read... So I watched the anime first, probably, like, when it first came out in the mid-2000s or whatever. (laughs) In (laughs) 2000s. Uh, Then I read the whole manga in 2013, I guess. I had a little stint in 2013 when I was unemployed, and I just read lots of manga. (laughs) It's a good thing to do when you're unemployed. Yeah. (laughs) It's what I do. Yeah, right? It's what you do when you're unemployed. You read manga. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, this will be my first time since then rereading it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I actually... I started reading this I think not long after it first started coming out or started releasing in English so I followed it for most of its time and I I remember when the anime first became a thing and I remember reading that she was like super excited because she you know puts in like the sidebars like oh it's it's an anime so that was like really exciting I was super like just so many memories but this is the first time I've reread it in like close to a decade so yeah. it's been interesting it's been wow. interesting it's been interesting I was definitely a lot younger <laughs> when I read this so <laughs> yeah well we'll get into whether Oran has aged well in certain right aspects. yeah yeah right. <laughs> um, yeah I should say also that it was really funny reading this so I had an exchange with the head of Shoujo Beat uh imprint mm-hmm. on twitter and she mm-hmm. was like yeah this was my first manga that i start started editing uh oh, cool. aside from oh, like wow. some other yeah some other like volumes of random things here and there starting at volume three and i was like oh yeah there's a big noticeable change between yeah. the <laughs> translations from yeah. volume three right. on <laughs> okay it's much better but, <laughs> but like 
Oh, goodness. <laughs> Through the first two volumes, I was like, am I? Is this Scooby-Doo? I don't understand. Why are y'all saying Jeepers? <laughs> yes. Dippity-doo. Is this Goofy? Oh, you said gosh. Garsh. You literally said Garsh. Is this? No. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Uh, it was great. Yes. It's great. I gotta say Jeepers now for this whole episode. Y'all gonna deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so you can buy all of Oran from Viz, obviously. But yeah, they didn't go back and retranslate those first two volumes, so prepare no, they yourself. Did, they did not. <laughs> they did not. They didn't. Ooh. And it's 18 volumes. Uh, the anime is 26 episodes. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't really remember the anime that well. <laughs> That's been all real hot seconds since I watched that. If you watch the anime, you should be able to follow most of this discussion. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I re I rewatch it periodically, and also it is currently on Netflix. I think. Yes, it oh, is. Oh, really? Is. I did not know that. Yeah, it goes on and off, but currently it's on. Excellent. So you can watch it on Netflix. Everybody has Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> All the commoners have Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was good. That true. was a good one. That was good. I like <laughs> okay, so we won't get into. I think we should keep this first. Like, why should people read Oran? Mm. First couple questions, a little spoiler-free. But we did get, obviously, the most important question from Matt Hoodley on Twitter is, uh, who's your favorite host in the group and why? Kyoya. Kyoya? Oh, my gosh. That, me, too. <laughs> me, too. <laughs> yes. Why? I'm so glad you said... Okay, I'll let you... Go ahead, Rose. I'll let you go first. Um, <laughs> I mean, in, ter- in terms of, like, if I were to join the host club, who I request, probably Haruhi. Um, but like, uh, absolutely, you know, my, yes. If, if I, yeah. Um, but Kyoyo is my favorite character, um, and I think it's because he's he comes off at first as just such a jerk. But I have kind of a soft spot for characters who are sort of like that particular kind of like cool-headed jerk, but with a hidden heart of gold. And Kyoyo sort of hits that right in the feelings. Also, I went to a high school where a lot of my friends were wealthier than I was, and he's mm. he's the one who kind of reminds me the most of the people that I actually knew. He he's the he's the character in the host club, like besides Haruhi, who feels more like most like a real person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's part of why he appeals to me is he he reminds me of some specific friends I had in high school a little bit, uh, who also also tried to be super cool and detached but were nicer people deep down and should have just embraced that hopefully they eventually did Mm. (laughs) hopefully (laughs) only hope i mean i love kyoya because i am a little bit of a megane what is it megane Megane. yeah i i love glasses (laughs) I i love that but um Honestly, I really liked the fact that he is just a ch- he's chill. I mm-hmm. I am a very anxious person and I like people who are a little bit more calm. I also like people who are good with money because I am not. So <laughs> me neither. I, I think maybe he reminds me a little bit of my husband and that might be why I like him because he's Oh, that's just, cute. He's very like calm cool collected kind of can come off as a jerk to some people but he is always good to me just like I feel like Kyoya has a little soft spot for Haruhi and so I'm just I love Kyoya I just I adore him okay that's fair I have unpopular opinion and Hikaru is my favorite (laughs) really really yeah it's bad I know (laughs) I've I've warmed up to the twins a bit uh, reading the manga oh there we go see Hmm. I mean I still don't like them but (laughs) (laughs) oh no 
<laughs> okay. See, I always like the Sundari characters, and you, uh, you all mm-hmm. like kind of made Kyoya seem like a soon, but he doesn't read as soon to me. Where Hikaru is like the closest to soon <laughs> we're getting in this mm-hmm. this series, mm-hmm. and. For me, the way that the twins do their dumb, like, I'm testing people's love by making them guess which one is which, and they never get it right, and then they reveal how shallow they are thing. I'm like, I do this destructive to myself testing of people, or I did. It's relatable. They're relatable to me. I was I was thinking of them because um, I have a close friend who's an identical twin, um, and mm. I was at her um, apartment last week, no, the week before, um, to watch Game of Thrones. And she had a picture with her sister and I could not tell which one was which, even though she's mm-hmm. my close friend. And I was thinking, I was thinking like, you know, cause most of my friends who are twins are fraternal twins and they look pretty different from their twin. Right. But like, she, I think is the first friend I've had like since school where like, I genuinely couldn't tell her apart from her twin sister. And that was kind of interesting to me. Mm. <laughs> you were right. like, I'm afraid now. <laughs> yeah. Like what this means about me. <laughs> but her, her sister, her sister lives in another state. So I don't, really have a problem doesn't have a problem you know in you know day-to-day life but it was just interesting Mm. yeah so like I don't know I I feel them and I like seeing them be grouchy all the time like like, uh yeah there was one instance where they were like ah you know they're full of contradictions and everything but they're like Mm -hmm. ah why didn't you tell us she was being phony too and all these things and I was like yeah (laughs) be angry (laughs) I'm about that I will say that as far as the twins go, I do like that this isn't a spoiler or anything, but I do feel like they get the most character development throughout yeah. the story. Like I like that. Mm-hmm. They do yeah. change. So I'll give them I that. would agree with that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They they benefit from being the ones that are in Haruhi's mm-hmm. class. Yes, yes, I yes, think. yes. Whereas like Kyoya has dimensions to him, but I think he kind of has those from the beginning. Like mm-hmm. it's just that you sort of slowly come to see them. Right, right. Um, but we should, we all agree that the best aspect of the series is just Haruhi's existence. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh yeah, she's, she's, she's wonderful. Yes, yes. 100%. Everybody should read Oran for Haruhi. For Haruhi. <laughs> yes, she is. I have, I want to like be her and I want to adopt her. Like there's just, right? I have so many feelings yeah. about her. When I was younger, I had a crush on her because I was a, like, when I first read this, I was a little closer to her age still older but a little closer um now i'm like way too old to have a crush on her but definitely <laughs> but i i definitely i'm like i'm like tamaki i'm like i'm your mom <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, mom loves you like that's kind of how i feel about her right now it's like i just i just want to adopt her she's so she's so great and pure and yeah. sweet and oh yeah, she's like, um, I, I mean, I wrote an article for Anime News Network. I wrote a couple articles that mention Oron. One, and one of the points that I uh, made about like what made it special is that mm. it has an unusual heroine who's a character in her own right and not just mm-hmm. sort of a self-insert fantasy. And I mean, I think some other good um, anime reverse harems have that too. Like I think Fruits Basket, um, mm-hmm. I mean, to- Toru is more of a traditional reverse harem protagonist but she still has her own personality and right. interiority and depth but like her he really felt like a refreshing character and not mm-hmm. like the sort of character that i usually get in shoujo manga i yeah. definitely agree with that she feels like she walked out of like a yuri manga or something <laughs> that's why that's that's why the, that's yes. why lobelia wants her so badly yeah 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 <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> They're like, you don't know what you're, you really are, Harvey. And she's like, eh, <laughs> whatever. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Haruhi for me is just like goals. I'm like, yeah, I wish I could look that cute when I'm wearing a dress and then that cool when oh I'm like my wearing my yeah, normal exactly. like, yes. clothes. I've, I've definitely attempted that and I just, it doesn't, it doesn't work no, for me. So I, 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 I envy her and her ability to just be androgynous and look great either way I love that so much I love her attitude about like gender norms in general like she just doesn't care she's like oh hmm, I don't understand why I can't do this just because I'm a girl like I just I love her attitude I love that she's not a pushover um she kind of goes along with all the shenanigans because she wants to you know it's inner it's like "Eh, it's fine it's entertaining I accept these guys if she didn't like them she wouldn't hang around you know I just I love her for that. She's very independent. And I feel like she's a big part of why, like, Oran is so appealing across gender Mm. and sexuality divides and stuff. Like, she's such a good character who a lot of people can relate to. Um, And, you know, probably when we get into how much Oran has aged and stuff, I'll Mm -hmm. learn to talk about this. But, like, you know, I kind of think that she's – I kind of feel like Oran stood out in the 2000s when there wasn't as Mm -hmm. much – um, sort of transgressive shoujo and mm-hmm. Haruhi was a big part of that for me yeah I was interested because I, ha- I had this debate with my roommate Asher who's been on this podcast several times mm-hmm. uh, yes. at lunch before we were like where he was like I don't know that Oran was as popular as Fruits Basket and I was like interesting I kind of feel like Oran did a better job at crossing a gender divide though yeah I think so too mm. Yeah. Like Fruits Basket is when I feel like I have to talk up a lot because like I do think that Fruits Basket has a lot of appeal even if you're not mm-hmm. a usual shoujo fan but it's feel like it's when I have to talk up a lot whereas yeah. like I talk to my friends who are like you know straight guy anime fans about Oran oh I love Oran yeah. like it all happens so mm-hmm. often like so many of them already like it and have already discovered it on mm-hmm. their own whereas if fruits basket's one of those i kind of have to say well i know how it sounds but trust me a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> right accurate yeah i was like i feel like a lot of guys are just like no oran it's funny it's cool like mm-hmm. <laughs> where they're not like that with fruits basket they're like okay <laughs> <laughs> but all right we will go into spoiler land and talk about some characters that we haven't brought out because i feel like some of these characters might get left behind if we didn't do an explicit like character. I do, I do have more right. to do have more to say about my interpretation of Kyoya whenever we're ready for that. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Okay. We're getting there. All right. So yes, but yeah. So now we're gonna spoil all the things. It is about the first half of the series, so I don't define what a spoiler is for you. If you don't care, then I don't care. Um, I'll try to explain briefly, like where Volume Nine ends, in case you haven't read this in a hot second. Uh, volume nine basically ends with where does it end? And <laughs> they're ending where like Tamaki is starting to realize his feelings. He's mm-hmm, had mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. had a fever. His dad is there. He like kisses her on the forehead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hikaru also gets a moment with her. Everybody's everybody's starting to to realize things. Like Honey and Mori are actually going to graduate? Question mark. That's a thing that's like <laughs> being led up to. Um, I think for in terms of anime, it's after a little bit after Casanoda has has come in and been like. Yeah, oh Casanoda is one of the last like episodes before they have their like anime original ending. Too. Yeah, 
Yeah, so mm-hmm. he's he's like still there in the ending. That's like volume eight or whatever. They, I think they've covered basically everything that's in the anime because there are a lot of you yeah. know original things in the anime. Yeah, I definitely think anything that's in the anime is in these first nine volumes. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Here we go. Okay, so we've already talked about Haruhi. We haven't mm-hmm. really talked about Tamaki. <laughs> He's the leader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so if if you don't mind me going first, Tamaki sure, sure. is. I loved him the first time I read this. Ooh, and they this don't time around, now. he got on my nerves um (laughs) (laughs) like but he's still like in a in a in a very good natured way like I don't hate him but I did find myself rolling my eyes a lot because he's so ridiculous and so (laughs) full of himself and it is funny but then it's I guess I'm looking I'm thinking of it from the lens of like a mom and I I, my oldest son just turned 13 so he's Mm -hmm. in that teenage age and in my head I was like oh my god I'd really not want to have a child like Tamaki (laughs) because he's just so I want my kids to be confident but oh my gosh like the whole thing about like oh commoners and oh I'm so beautiful I could be a model I'm like okay dude (laughs) calm down you're not that cute I mean he's cute but it's just (laughs) he's he's annoying he's annoying and but he's funny I guess and like he makes the comedy in this in this yeah. you know, series, so he's fine, I guess. He's the thing that actually everything revolves around, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, he's um, someone where I, like I really like him as a character um, mm. in both anime and manga. Although I can't stop thinking because I watched the dub and I can't stop thinking about him being voiced by Vic Mignogna. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in in I, what uh, I would have said before was his best performance, but like it just you know it, it makes it hard to enjoy it now, which yeah. stinks because I like a lot of the other performances in um, the Oran dub, especially um, mm. Haruhi and Kyoya. But um, yeah, I uh, I just really he's a really entertaining character, but someone who I just mm. think man he would drive me crazy if I knew him in real life. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, he's exhausting, and maybe because I'm an introvert also. Yeah, I am so, too. Like you know, I'm like ooh yo, you do too much. <laughs> like he's just I don't he's I don't see much. how I don't see how Kyoya deals with well I have my theories about why Kyoya puts up with him right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah he would drive me insane mm-hmm. but for the sake of the of the story he is he's entertaining yeah over, like, and he's, he's a, a good yeah he's a good central figure for the host club because he kind mm-hmm. of like embodies the ridiculousness of the whole concept inside himself <laughs> yeah. oh yeah yeah definitely <laughs> he definitely does that yeah Tamaki overall I like him I you know he's doing great for everybody else like he's like come mm. to this host club that is a facade but then be your true self there and i'm like wow tamaki that's deep what what right. backwards logic <laughs> you have but it's nice i think what's i think what i like about tamaki so much is that he is just like so selfless and i think that's what makes him so likable as a character yeah. is that like mm-hmm. he, he would be i don't think he would be as likable if he was more selfish person and so the fact that he right. almost like like to a fault is selfless and puts other people before himself mm-hmm. like it both gives him like a depth to his character that gets explored and it also because you can't really be that self-sacrificing forever right um, but it also it also you know makes him like why he's so likable like it's it's hard to dislike someone even if they're very annoying mm-hmm. and in your face if they're a fundamentally nice person 
That's very true. And he is a really nice person. I also, I do feel for him with, because, you know, in these last couple of, like, the last, what, eighth and ninth volume is when the grandmother is introduced. And I had forgotten about her. So she's awful. But seeing, you know, Tamaki, like, deal with that is kind of heartbreaking. And it did endear me to him more, you know. So I I could forgive his annoyingness because he's, he's just dealing with, He's just he just wants love. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to be accepted. And he he gives, I think, what he wants, if that makes sense. Like he's 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 a giving person, a kind person, because that's what he wants back. So all right, Tamaki. I'll, yeah. No, I'll give the, you a pass. The, the chapter <laughs> where he with his grandmother and then he mm-hmm. like covers up how are he doing a rich person faux pas thing yeah. was definitely the one yeah. where I was like okay Tamaki I actually like really feel this my heart is going doki doki <laughs> in this chapter <laughs> I know yeah and I feel like two lines that I brought out from that chapter that like really stood out to me as like fundamentally Tamaki where that he was like the customer is always right and that's why he's like always being self-sacrificing and serving them and like mm. doing things that you know the twins definitely are like no blah, blah, blah. people hate them <laughs> who cares <laughs> and like whatever and Tamaki's like no princess I will serve you forever and like <laughs> I'm here for you uh, but then he also said I'm me before I'm a suo and I was mm-hmm. like wow deep cuts Tamaki <laughs> bold (laughs) very big contrast with Kyoya right very true (laughs) very true because he's all about getting that approval from his you know dad and making sure that he's keeping up you know doing well by the the family name bless his heart Kyoya Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) y'all in your Kyoya (laughs) keeps coming back to him (laughs) I know you're like you think the main character is Tamaki but it's Kyoya but it's really Kyoya (laughs) (laughs) I would say that the main thing that annoys me about Tamaki is how how dense he is about his feelings yeah Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. It's pretty grating to be like, oh, God, it's volume nine. There are nine more volumes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, they've got to keep that unresolved sexual tension unresolved as long as possible. It's I a shoujo know. manga. I know. That's, it that's is true. So <laughs> it is really frustrating. And that was one thing, like, this time around, I I skimmed through a lot. Like, I skipped a lot of, like, sort of side character arcs and stuff this time yeah. around because I really wanted to get to the – I wanted to see, you know, Tamaki finally realize his feelings. And I'd forgotten that it took it so long. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> long. And he's still, by the end of chapter – or volume nine, he still is, like, in denial. It's like, dude. Dude, get it together. I, I don't understand because <laughs> yeah. – I remember being that age and like totally, I totally knew when I had crushes on people, you know, yeah. like, I, I mean, teenagers aren't dumb. Well, Tamaki is, but, but, <laughs> Tamaki, but why aren't just, you horny? <laughs> right. It's like, I don't understand. Ugh, it's so weird to me that he's, it took, it just takes so long. So that's a little frustrating, but I guess I can give him a pass for being a nice guy. He's a guy. nice boy. Some teenagers, some teenagers can be pretty dense about that kind of stuff. True, God. that is true. Like, like me <laughs> when I was a teenager. <laughs> I definitely was not. I was not one of. I was. I was not dense. 
<laughs> I was at least amused by the fever chapter where it was like, you know, his dad kisses him on the forehead and he's like, yeah, it's perfectly normal for fathers right. to want to oh, kiss yeah. their children on the forehead. And Tamaki's like, awesome. Right. This explains everything. Right. <laughs> like, I can kiss Haruhi on the forehead and it's fine. That's what fathers do. I'm like, oh God, okay. Right. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And, and you know, his dad had like no idea, you know, if his dad knew what, um, he was really thinking his dad would probably be like, okay, dude. Okay, no. Yeah. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but let's do Kyoya round two, which Yara already yes. like, got back I know. To. So I want to hear Rose's thoughts. Or yeah. Okay, ahead. so my, my hot take. Um, yes. Is that I I read I, I know we're gonna get to the shipping part later, but um, mm-hmm. I I start, I read Kyoya is in love with Tamaki and not aware of that fully. Um, oh, what? yeah, <laughs> whoa, yeah, keep going. I can see that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just um, I guess like and and this is this is more um, less of this in the manga, more when I've rewatched mm-hmm. the anime. I guess I just see a lot of relatable. Um, closeted gay kid feelings that are hard to put into words when i watch kyoya's art uh-huh um oh. yeah so i like um i, I don't i and now i'm like now that i'm talking about it here it's hard to think of the specific details about mm-hmm. it whereas like a couple days ago i could have written an essay but i'm now i'm like <laughs> <laughs> you know you know how it is yeah um, you gotta but, hit while the yeah. inspiration's there yeah i gotta write it down maybe maybe for the next podcast um but yeah i i I think it's um just sort of this like idea of you know having to live up to this ideal and failing at it and then suddenly somebody Mm -hmm. comes across who sort of um basically sweeps him off his feet and Mm -hmm. blows his mind with all these new feelings and like that chapter when so so um i have like three favorite episodes in Mm -hmm. the anime two of which are kyoya centric ones um one of them is one of them is a the, his backstory one and so when I was reading that chapter about it in the manga like it's just it's just so funny how he just seems like so overwhelmed with this idea desire to please Tamaki and do everything he can for him and mm-hmm. he's like why am I doing this why am I doing this and it, that, that was just a very funnily familiar thing oh wow you know now that you say that I'm so like surprised that that just went completely over my head. I, I mean, I'm not sure it's intentional at all. Could be just my <laughs> right. read of it. But I mean, I know, I know the, I know the, the voice act, the, the English voice actor, um, mm-hmm. say, has said in a video that he read Kyoya is in love with both Tamaki and Haruhi. Yeah. Wow. So I, I dig it. Love that. <laughs> I'm so shook right now. I just- <laughs> it's okay. Like I'm just like what? Let me go reread that. That's amazing. I mean, it could it could be just my read on it and trying to you know make it more personal for myself. I don't think it's intentional right. necessarily, but like that that's sort of I think part of why I'm attached mm-hmm. to his character because he certainly like I think if you're going to read anybody that way, it would be him mm-hmm. um, more so than I mean maybe you could read Honey and Mori is in love with each other, but that's a better conversation saved for the shipping corner. Oh my right. goodness. I mean, yeah, this the volume literally ended with Maury being like, Oh yeah, oh, but I do want to kiss yeah. honey. <laughs> like, oh, no. Yeah, I know. I like <laughs> That was the end of volume nine, right? <laughs> yes, I told yeah. I took a picture of I took a, a picture of that because I wanted to remind myself to like talk about that. So yeah, that <laughs> I know I that happened. That was canonical. Oh. <laughs> I uh, yeah, we, I I used to be more more into that ship. But guess we can talk about it in the shipping corner. 
<laughs> yeah, that's fine. But we also do have to talk about their characters. I feel like those oh, are yeah. the two that I wouldn't talk about. Like, if I didn't force myself to talk about all the characters, like, I wouldn't mm-hmm. care about them. Well, there's there's not that much to them. I feel like, like yeah. even yeah. more than the twins, they're kind of like the comic relief characters. Because even when, mm-hmm. like, there's that chapter with his brother where Honey Senpai seems like he's going to get some depth and it just ends up being set up for a joke. Yeah, yeah so. it was... I skipped that. Like, I'm not going to lie. I, I skimmed that one because I was like, eh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I'm not a huge fan of, I'm not a huge fan of Honey. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people love honey. him because he's supposed to be so cute. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I, I just, I don't really find him cute. I think the creator based him off of, I, I think she might have said in an interview, um, mm. but I'm not sure. That she based him off of um, Momiji from Fruits Basket. Yeah, I think that was in one of the the side columns oh. or something. Yeah. Okay. Momiji's that. a somewhat more complex character. I think. <laughs> yeah, right. I, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> he he's not just a cutesy character. Like I feel like Honey is just cute. You know, and yeah. they try to give him kind of like a a backstory where he's like, I guess what like. He's, he's supposed like, to I be want to strong. eat sweets and yeah and they're like but no, i can't because be i have to <laughs> right i was just like okay they all sort of have the theme of like the the house club is where they learn to be themselves and belong he just has the most simplified mm-hmm. version of that yeah. right right i mean i do love cake though i get it yeah i, I get I, <laughs> you it. I get him i feel him on but this I, level right i i can totally relate to that except for i'm just like yeah, yeah. as far as Necess- like as far as necessity for the story, I'm like, eh, you guys can. I, sh- I be share gone. his and I share his and Kyoya's blood type. That gets a joke about in the anime, <gasps> which is apparently also Disco Hachari's blood type because she says that in one of the asides. Oh. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm like, you know, I relate. I sleep late. I can be grumpy. I oh like yes, <laughs> that's the most relatable characteristic: <laughs> sleeping late and being grumpy. <laughs> yes. And I'm particularly grumpy if you, you know, wake me up when I'm want to be asleep. Yeah. Relatable. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Honey and Mori, I'm just like, y'all are here for like the comic side and I'm mm-hmm. like not here for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, um, I will say that I don't dislike Mori. I, yeah, I don't really, mm-hmm. ha- I've, I'm very ambivalent to him because there are times when I want to like him because I'm pretty sure that um, he's a Taurus, like his birthday I think he has a May birthday and I am a May baby. I am a Taurus and I usually want to like, yeah, I usually want to like Taurus, you know, people, I'm, but I'm an Aries, which makes me like Tamaki. Oh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Apparently. <I> mean, Apparently. <laughs> I'm an Aquarius. Was any of them an Aquarius? I wasn't. I think honey I, senpai might be. I think be. honey. No. I think so. <laughs> this is a tragedy. <laughs> okay. I know Kyoya is a Scorpio and the twins are Virgos, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm Missed opportunity. Sure. They should be Geminis. <laughs> right? Yeah. That would have been so much better. But yeah, no. Mori and Honey, they're fine. I don't know. I don't think they have. They're yeah, funny. they don't have much of a. I, I liked Mori a lot in the anime because um, I, I'm, I was a big Travis Willingham fan. And he plays, at the time mm-hmm. I watched it the first time, he plays mm-hmm. uh, Mori. 
because I'm, I'm a big, you know, Full Metal Alchemist fan and Roy yeah. Mustang mm-hmm. is my favorite character. Um, so mm-hmm. I was happy to hear him once an episode and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where he read one line. <laughs> it was the um, best which line. He, which he likes to joke about at his con panels about, you know, Oran was so much hard work. <laughs> so hard to be Maury. I was going to joke that my intro is kind of unintentionally Maury-ish. I was just like, hey. <laughs> hey <what's> yes. <laughs> I kind of feel bad because when I watched the anime, I definitely watched it um, with subs. And I, because I had a big crush on the voice of Tamaki. Um, Mamoru, I think is yeah. what his name is. Miano. Yeah, Mamoru um, Miano. Yeah. He's, he's, I, he's quite a, he's, he's something. <laughs> I I like loved him. I haven't I mean, I don't watch as much anime as I read manga these days, but man, Miano was like he was my my dude. Like I tried to watch everything that he was a part of. Um but yeah, I don't know anything about the English voice actor, so I don't really have that like connection. I Currently guess. that's probably for the better. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, yeah, with all the Bro. drama, <laughs> drama. Oh no. Yeah, but yeah. So, so Mori and Honey, they exist. They're there for the lols. Sometimes you lol yeah. at them. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's good. Okay, I do want to give okay, Kaoru and Hikaru round two for me is okay. For me, what I liked about them was that they do a little bit different of like. They have this whole, like, us versus them mentality, but they don't actually frame mm-hmm. it as us versus them. They're like, us versus not and not us is how they look at the world. And I'm like, whoa. Hey, this is also like Jamie and Cersei. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bleep everyone who isn't us. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, and I'll I guess- stop making that joke. <laughs> <laughs> You're making them so much more terrible for me than I want them to be. Hey, I, hey, I, I mean, I like the Lannister characters. <laughs> I have not watched anything of the most recent season of Game of Thrones because I'm like, no, Mm -mm. I don't need that in my life. Lips zipped. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, I guess that one chapter about how Tamaki recruited them to the host club, Mm -hmm. uh, that was Mm -hmm. told apparently from Kaoru's perspective because it opened with the one not me is Hikaru and the one not Hikaru is me. Uh, Just really like (laughs) solidified this, you know, like identity is so circumstantial a lot of the time uh Mm -hmm. it's like it reminded me a lot it's interesting because like i don't feel like the twins have much to say on the gender front in this manga whereas many Mm -hmm. other characters do Uh, but it reminded me a lot of the end of the novel the power by naomi alderman there's a lot i have not read that yet but i'm going to you have not okay i don't think this line is like a spoiler or anything it's fine. I don't care about yeah, spoilers. Oh, yeah. You don't care about <laughs> maybe, other pe- maybe other people do okay. who are listening to this. Who knows? So maybe don't <laughs> listen to this line, but I don't think it gives away anything about the plot. But it's like, it's about how gender is a shell game. Like, one of the characters is just being like, yeah, gender is a shell game. You, like, let's sit around and then you lift it up. And it's like, what what is a woman? Whatever a man isn't. Uh, what is a man? Whatever a woman is not. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, wow, that is definitely what, like... Hikaru and Kaoru are about right now. <laughs> Deep. Okay. Well, I think it, one of the things that's interesting about watching them, and I mean, it's a very typical sort of twin character arc, is sort of watching their person, their individual personalities slowly emerge, and particularly Kaoru sort of come out of, yeah. out, out of his brother's shadow. Whereas, mm-hmm. like in this early part of the manga, they still basically seem interchangeable. But like as you go through, and the anime does a really good job of showing us too. Um, you sort of slowly see them sort of 
become their own people. Right, right. You know, since you said that, um, one of my one of my favorite like story arcs actually is the one where Haruhi go. It's like summer break, and Haruhi mm-hmm. goes to that pension to help her yeah. dad's friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's that like so that's kind of when. That's one of the first times we see them separate. Yeah. The yes. Yes. And I, I actually love, that's what I meant about like character growth too, because, because it's Kaoru. I see, I get them mixed up. It's Kaoru is the one that, <laughs> that likes, or that we think likes Haruhi, right? No, well, yeah. Hikaru, Hikaru is the one. Yeah. Kaoru is the, the nicer one. Kaoru is the nicer one and Hikaru is an, the mean one. Yeah. Or the meaner one. Yeah, but like, you know, okay. separated by a threat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, Hikaru, whenever like Kaoru is like, okay, you need to go out on a date with Haruhi, like that whole thing. I actually loved that because yep. you did get to see them separate. You got to see how he dealt with not having his brother with him and how he dealt with like the, the, uh, the fact that Haruhi has friends outside of them because that was a big thing. He's like, I don't understand. You have us, so like, why? Do, why do friends. you need us? Yeah. yeah, like, why do you need anyone else? There, he's not part of the group. I loved that story arc, and I loved how like Haruhi handled it and how she taught him without even trying to teach him about like empathy and Mm -hmm. you know and compassion and paying attention to other people and you know that knowing that words words aren't always necessary if you pay attention to someone that you care about so that I loved that that was like my one of my favorite story arcs I don't remember what chapter it was or even which volume maybe volume five somewhere in the middle there yeah somewhere around there and I really liked that though that was although I still can't really tell the two of them apart clearly I don't know which one (laughs) but but, um what's the the point yeah I think I still like visually would be like I don't know (laughs) like like, I don't know more evidence (laughs) but personality wise you can start to see like there's a difference between them and you have the one brother that's like trying to help the other realize that they are separate people it's just Mm -hmm. it's nice i love their character growth i would say though that Mm. they actually don't fundamentally change character like they do i don't think they learn empathy necessarily i think just that their circle (laughs) grows like they're like we've included harvey in us we've included tamaki in us everybody else is still not us (laughs) like that's fair Yeah, yeah that's definitely fair I mean, that's not fair for them to do that, but it's, <laughs> your your assessment is fair. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which, I mean, is still, like, growth. It's just, you know, I don't think they fundamentally, like, change who they are at all. I right. think that's why the twins always kind of left me a little cold. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I feel like the way that I read the twins is how a lot of people read, like, Kyoya. It's just, I just, mm-hmm. they always... But see, like, the difference for me is that Kyoya clearly had, like, a heart and empathy underneath yeah. that cool exterior, even if he didn't always want to acknowledge it. Whereas, like, the twins never seemed like there was anything deeper than their, you mm-hmm. know, too cool for you jerk exterior. Maybe right. a little bit with Kaoru, but I, not not that much. But, like, then so, but, I mean, I do think they grow a lot as characters, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure they ever become nice people who care about right. anyone right. outside exactly. of each other. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, when you look at, like, when you get more of their backstory, they were jerks as children. So yeah. the fact that they were, like, such, like, 
diabolical like little yo their nanny story jerks. is lit okay. oh my god yo, yeah, that, oh my god that story was something else <laughs> like again i'm reading it from the lens of a mom why didn't that like, make it Whoa. into the anime Jeez. yeah that should have been in the anime <laughs> it was yeah. just so like Oof! It hit me just as much the second time as it did the first time, and I thought, I really hope that my children <laughs> don't act like this. Like they're so they're terrifying. Children yeah. that are children that are that like diabolical actually terrify me because there's like some of these kids, y'all. I'm telling you, kids, kids can kids be are monsters. <laughs> they're already mo- like they're already monsters. Just. In general, but for them to be aware of their monsterness oh, yeah. and to use it, yeah. like that's scary. <laughs> and so they, yeah, they're not they're they're not my favorite because they just I don't see them as necessarily my view of a I guess good people or whatever. Mm-hmm. And maybe I shouldn't you know project onto people or onto characters, but they're just mm, I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I understand why people don't they like sure them. They sure are entertaining, though. Yeah. Yes, they definitely, they're very entertaining. They bring the hype. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so for anybody who has only watched the anime who might be listening to this, uh, you should definitely just go pick up whatever volume that's in. Read this chapter. It involves a lot of psychological twists and turns involving especially a... If you are, especially if you are a fan of the twins. Yeah, especially... They get some of their best moments in the manga, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you really see... You get to see the extent of their their craziness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> their more sinister, their most sinister side is like real yes. life. That. Okay, but let's let's move on to some recurring side characters. This will lead us into another listener question. I think the first one we should talk about, who's very big, is Haruhi's father, Ranka. Yes. Um. So we got a question from Lumranma Yasha on Twitter, who is the host of Manga Mavericks podcast. Uh, how do you feel about Ranka as a portrayal of a bisexual bisexual drag queen? Do you think his femininity is ever character caricatured in demeaning ways? As a bisexual assigned male at birth person, I like him and think he's genuinely written empathetically. But I don't like that Tamaki calls him a should I say this word on the podcast? You could uh, spell it out, maybe. Yeah. Okay. T R A N N Y as a slur. Mm. Yeah, well, the thing, I remember there being a lot of discourse about the use of that word in the anime and the manga. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it is worth noting that the original Japanese word has a similar connotation, so it yes. is not an invention of the translators or the mm-hmm. dub company. Or There was some weird, like, urban myth that, like, the transphobic language in that anime was that Vic Mignogna wanted it in there. No, no, what? Actual, no <laughs> what? that's not it. No, that's not what was going on. It was, it was, it was their attempt to make an offensive Japanese word into an offensive English word. And I also mm-hmm. think it can't be understated like how clueless most people were about trans issues mm-hmm. in like 2006 or whatever we're talking yeah. about. Right, yeah. Not that that excuses it. No, but, but it, it clarifies, I guess. definitely yeah. the thing that has aged the least well. <laughs> right, <laughs> yes. That and, that and a lot of the low belly stuff, yeah. I think, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just I, I do feel like any of the any of the issues that dealt or any of the um, parts that dealt with like sexuality, those none of those aged very well. I had forgotten a lot about or a, a, I can't talk. I had forgotten a lot of that. And so this this reread, I 
was taken aback because I had forgotten that they used the T word and I had forgotten yeah. that um, there were like jokes that, I mean, I try not to get offended too easily, but I found myself like, <laughs> a, you know, like just a little bit hurt a couple of times, you know, with certain things that were like when they went with the little bit, what is it? Roberia? Lo- I, yeah, Roberia. Lo- yeah. Technically you can translate it right, either way. <laughs> right. Um, so like the way even that they were talked about, like that, like Tamaki and some of the other characters talked about them being like lesbian as if it was a bad thing. I was a little bit yeah. triggered because I was like, I don't get, I don't get the problem. Like, <laughs> I was just like, I don't, under- but for the time, and again, not excusing it, but for the time, I think that it you could say it was handled well, I guess, for the time. I don't – it's – I mean, <sighs> for me watching that – well, I didn't get into Oran until I was mm-hmm. in my 20s, I should say. Mm-hmm. So, um, But, I mean, I feel like stuff like that when I watched it in anime or read it in manga at the time, it kind of just felt novel that somebody was talking about it. Right. And, and also, you know – I think it's just there's a weird disconnect with Oran where like textually it can be quite homophobic and transphobic. And it was definitely like Mm -hmm. an interesting experience reading those chapters because the last time I watched through the anime whole the whole time I still identified as bisexual. And since Mm -hmm. then I've come out as a lesbian. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot more personal. Right. Um, But the thing but it's like it's interesting that textually it has a lot of stuff like that but i feel like in a broader thematic sense with like the focus on found families and stuff like it has a lot of appeal for queer people and i feel like Mm -hmm. this is a thing that i end up explaining a lot with these 2000 shoujo like this and fruits basket to like you know younger people who are lucky enough to grow up in a post-gerian ice world right they, (laughs) they they can have stuff that's more like explicitly you know like open and Mm -hmm. to them and like how different it was to navigate this stuff in like the mid 2000s as a queer person right yeah because yeah even i would say that ranka as he is treated by characters is actually treated fairly okay like haruhi really respects him yeah Mm -hmm. ranka himself is very like uh, assured in his identity Mm -hmm. where he's like look Hari's mom is going to be the only woman I've ever loved and this is like my job and whatever and he's fine with it and I think like for the most part characters are like we respect him but then they always say like every slur that is possible they've called him in this manga and it's like it's it's not that unusual I think for if you were a kind of clueless high school boy in the mid 2000s like that was that was part of why I think I didn't quite realize my sexuality at the time. I was like, it wasn't that people weren't accepting of it, but it was still kind of a punchline. It was still Mm -hmm. unusual. Um, And so I, you know, that kind of language sadly isn't really out of the norm, even for kids who seem like they're otherwise very accepting of weirdness and difference to, you know, pull out those words in those situations. Right. That's true. That is very, and you have to also remember that this is a story written by someone who lived in a time, which I mean, I I don't know a lot about Japanese culture, but just from what I understand, it seems like we in the States are probably a little bit more progressive or have progressed um, with that a little bit more quickly. I I I think they're kind of different, just like they're, they're sort of different problems with it. They don't have the really intense religious homophobia that we do right um, in Japan, but they have um, they also have a way bigger societal 
focus on, you know, not making waves yes. and trying yes. to do what's expected of your family. So I think it's like there isn't as much really hostile oppression toward LGBT people, but there's also not mm-hmm. this people don't see why they need to make a you know big deal out of it. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You explained that, that so much better than what <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I know what I want to say, but I can't figure yes. That's it's it. okay. It's, I have yes. to like be in when in with like academics, I have to often be an ambassador for these kinds of questions. <laughs> That's awesome. As like the Japan expert in whichever group or whatever. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Even though I'm far from an expert on this particular topic. <laughs> But I'll have people like, can you explain like why you know Yaoi is a thing? And I'm like, well, well, <laughs> well. When, yeah. when you're the when you're the anime like academic in your group of friends, you have to answer a lot of right. questions. Right. Like <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Sounds like a dope life. <laughs> it's, it's it's something. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Overall, I would say Renka is still like. Yeah, like he's positive character. He's a positive representation. Right. Yeah. I definitely agree. And I, I like him. I think he's I think he's funny. I think that just anytime that he's kind of like anytime he's out and about like that scene where um the the boys are all at Harhee's house and they want mm-hmm. to go like grocery shopping with her yeah. and <laughs> And she's like, no, I'm going to go by myself. Y'all are getting on my nerves. So she goes. And then somehow Tamaki also ends up going because he was like crying. But like, so Ronka is like gathering up the other boys and they're like, we're going to dress up to go and follow them. But then he's like decked out in his like drag clothes and he just looks gorgeous. He's like, really, I just want to walk around with with handsome men. It's <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> yes, Ronka. Yes, like, Ronka. Oh, I nice. <laughs> feel you. So like, I don't know, I do really like him. Which I get confused and I feel like, should I call him him or her? Because he doesn't, I mean, I think, that's not I think, really like a... I don't think he's trans. I think he's okay, a yeah. drag queen. And so like, right. usually the etiquette is that when they're in drag, you say her and right. like when they're performing, rather you say her. And then mm. when they're not, you, you use whatever their normal pronouns right. are. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because yeah. it wasn't really like made clear in the story. So I was like, um, I think he's a drag queen and not necessarily trans. But well, that's that's the other thing about all the slurs is that it's like not only are they like slurs uh, as yeah. in bad, but they're actually misrepresenting what he is. So. Right. Yeah. And, like, I think this was a thing that was common in media at the time is people not understanding the difference between being transgender and, and drag. Dra- right, mm. yeah. Not, granted, there there is some overlap. Like, I've known drag queens who are trans women, but, like, mm-hmm. the, it's the, they're separate things. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say overall, he is treated well. Like, he's not, thankfully, he's not, like, you don't really see him being, like, I guess abused or used yeah. as just I, I don't feel like he's just being used as like comedic For relief comedy, like yeah. he's mm-hmm. yeah like he's he's a good father that's one thing that I do want to point out because a lot of you know in a lot of manga parents are like <laughs> awful mm-hmm. um but he's actually attentive I mean he's a little like goofy but he actually you know loves Haruhi and works hard to like you know make sure that they have what they have and I feel like he's portrayed in a good way yeah and Haruhi really like wants to hang out with him like that is Mm -hmm. the central conflict is that she's like actually he just like works too much and all I really want to do is like have more time with him (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) oh so sweet (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> Haruhi's the best. Haruhi's the is. best, exactly. Other, so I feel like we could get lost in a mire of recurring side characters that might be too long, mm-hmm. but I know that Rose said you really liked Renge, so I at mean, least explain I don't, that to me. She's not a very deep character. I just, I find her very entertaining, um, and I feel like she's kind of that female character who gets unfairly crapped on by some parts of the fan base, um, mm-hmm. you know, but it, but, and that's kind of made me like her all the more, but, you know, I like, I like having a ridiculous woman there as a counterpart to Haruhi um who I think Mm. sometimes can like stray a little bit too much like like I I think sometimes the way the narrative treats her can stray a little bit too into cool girl territory so Mm -hmm. having like a ridiculous fangirl who offsets her and who like they still get along with for the most part and is not like demeaned for that necessarily by the Mm -hmm. narrative felt very refreshing to me um and also I just find her hilarious um, (laughs) any two pages that she shows up you're like the funniest two pages in this yeah like you know her whole thing is that she wanted to be near Kyoya because he looks like some guy from a visual novel she was playing (laughs) right (laughs) it was just great you know honestly I think that there are people this is maybe I shouldn't say this but I feel like people that don't like her are probably triggered because they're the people that like go to places like Korea for example because they love k-pop and they hope that they're gonna <laughs> see their, K- yeah, their it's, favorite it's opa like, like that's, that's what it's I similar to that a lot of the people i know who you know get use the word fujoshi as an insult are themselves the biggest fujoshi i think mm-hmm. i think, think renge hits people on a similar level and she's right. easier to laugh at if you have a kind of sense of humor about that aspect of yourself right because i i always liked her because of the fact that like I am also a fangirl yeah <laughs> you know like and yeah, me too. <laughs> I can I relate to her and I think she's funny and she's just kind of one of those like you know those characters that pop up and they're like oh ho, ho, ho. Yeah, like yeah. I love those characters because they're so ridiculous and um which is interesting that I'm saying that when I just said that Tamaki is annoying but ringing <laughs> only <laughs> girls are allowed to be ridiculous <laughs> right <laughs> but she just she's funny to me and she's not you don't get to see, you don't see her too often so i think that's why i'm and she's, also cool she's with still her, like yeah. a contrast also to like all mm-hmm. the girls who come to the host club because she's not like yes. in awe of the boys or anything that's true right, when she yes. realizes that kyoya is not in fact her vo- visual novel husband though right? she's <laughs> she she's she's like she they don't really have any particular effect on her so she's still very like mm-hmm. in control of the situation and not fawning on over them and she kind of just like amplifies the silliness that's already there and i just love it yes i agree <laughs> Okay, I don't feel this in my heart, but intellectually, I'm like that makes sense, and I like (laughs) (laughs) that's how I will (laughs) think about that. (laughs) Uh, Otherwise, I think some other side characters will come up later. But Team Renge forever. Team Renge forever. (laughs) There we go. Okay, we got two other listener questions that we we shall answer. Okay, so. At Minty Honey on Twitter said, up until volume nine, which of the host club members has influenced Haruhi the most? Curious if you guys think anybody has influenced Haruhi at all. And if so, who is the most? The thing Hmm. is, like, I feel like she kind of just keeps doing her own thing. And, like, I feel like it's less that she's particularly influenced by them as they're influenced by her. Right. Yeah. And by Tamaki. Like, the the other members are all influenced in various ways by her and by Tamaki. I mean, I'll be honest, like, some of the things, like, 
there are a couple of times when I got pretty annoyed at um, the like at the host guys because they would say like there's that scene where they went to the beach and mm-hmm. um, Haruhi stood up for that girl and like these guys were gonna beat her up because they thought he was or they thought she was a guy and then you know Tamaki was like mad at her for jumping in and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I I was annoyed because I felt like. Everyone was like, Haruhi, you're so, you just don't pay attention. Like, you just don't understand. You're not listening. You're not paying attention. And, like, they're all, like, upset with her for her actions and acting as though she's doing something to them. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of annoyed me because I'm like, she's just being herself. Like, it was almost like it, it just felt like they were trying to make her apologize for something when she didn't really do anything. So I don't necessarily think that she is influenced by anyone. I think that maybe there was this kind of allusion to the fact that people are trying to, that that she's changing, but I don't think she needs to be changed, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, I I think the point of that, which they didn't quite execute very clearly, Mm. was that she doesn't need to take care of everything herself and she needs, she can let other people stand up for her. Because in, because like, Mm -hmm. I don't, like it, like people often interpret that as sexist and I can see that, but Mm -hmm. I think it's more about the fact that she's a small person who can't, physically Mm -hmm. stand up to these boys and it was sort of you know let somebody else who can you know stand up to them for you Um, right and that's sort of the theme of that like that's especially comes off clear in the anime because there's sort of this theme about her you know letting Tamaki hold her during the thunderstorm she's so scared by thunderstorms Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, um, of sort of like you know learning to rely on other people you don't have to try to take on everything yourself, which I think is the main thing that Haru, main way that Haruhi kind of grows as a character is like, okay. Yeah. But I don't know that either the anime or the manga executed that particular example of it very well. Right. I mean, I don't think they did. Cause I really was like, <laughs> Whoa, this is like, is this sexist? Like I yeah, had that yeah. moment. I was like, what does, what are they saying? No. Like, what is the message? <laughs> it was definitely, to me, it read as the typical, like, there's always the point in the shoujo manga where for girls who are tomboyish and everything, they have the, like, you're mm-hmm. a, but you are a girl yeah, episode. Right, and they're right. like, we need to assert your femininity right now. So it read to me as trying to subvert that, but, like, mm-hmm. not fully going for it. And I was like, okay, you, you almost did it. <laughs> you, right, were, you were there. Right. I see what you're doing. <laughs> so right. it kind of came off yeah. as the You Are a Girl episode, though. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, because also Kilia, like the one time that I didn't like Kilia was when it was yeah. in that same mm. moment, like, in that same mm. arc when he like basically, like, I don't know, like pretends like he's going to sexually assault her. Like it was such yeah. an uncomfortable. I was like, yeah. whoa, Kilia, what was what was up with that? I know, like, I know for why? a lot of people that's sort of why they don't like him as a character is they can't get yeah. past that, which I, which I totally understand. Like my sort of read on it was that he didn't didn't genuinely want to do that. He felt yeah. like that's a thing he needed to demonstrate for her, mm-hmm. in that moment, which is not does not make it okay, right? Um, but I don't think that he was actually going to do that. Um, but does not remotely make it okay. It, it's sort of you can read it in terms of his whole arc of I you know trying to figure out who he's supposed to be in particular moments versus who he actually wants to be. Yeah, first that that's definitely the thing in it for me that was the biggest misstep. I think also yeah. because <laughs> I I really love the manga uh Maidsama, which is came out <laughs> after Oran, I know. <laughs> that's all I have to say about this. I know. <laughs> uh but like obviously came after Oran, but it has a lot of the same 
themes and like mm-hmm. character archetypes going on. So there, there's definitely the same episode where it's like, you know, the dude is like forcing himself upon Misaki, the the main mm-hmm. character, and you're just like, please don't do this it, it right almost, now. It almost feels like it needs to be in there because it's a trope that some people are into. I just like yeah. I wanted to say during that mm-hmm. moment, like Kyoya, she doesn't need you to remind her that you know boys are a threat to her. Every girl is aware of this at all right. times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like we know. <laughs> it I just know. that was that was like the one scene where I was like, oh no, Kyoya, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, no. Don't be a good boy, Kyoya. <laughs> we know you can be deep down. Yeah, we know. Right. <laughs> we know it's there. We know you like Haru. You don't lie. Yeah, but I, I guess. Okay, go on. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I like think I derailed. The, the oh thing, no, so. no. It's a, I think it's a le- thing that needs to be talked about because I know it's definitely a stumbling block for a lot of people yeah. with this mm. series. Yeah. Uh, but if I was going to give a non cop out answer to who do I think Haruhi. Mm-hmm. Who influenced Haruhi the most? I would say the brothers, partially because like they are the ones that are near her a lot of the time, more often than the mm-hmm. others, because they're in the same class. And I do think that there was that one Halloween episode where I was like, okay, Haruhi genuinely seemed to like take a step for them in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, when yeah, in the they were it was I think it was the first Halloween episode where Tamaki like foils their plan to like trick Haruhi into doing whatever they wanted by giving her tons of candy <laughs> so every time they say trick or treat she's like able to give them a treat or whatever um, right. and she's like nah Halloween's like whatever I don't really care about dressing up and blah 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 and you know they're like really into it because they're like pranksters mm-hmm. and they're like no we want to do this and then yeah. eventually by the end she comes around and she's like okay they I like their people are like oh the twins are trying and they're coming out of their shell and she's like and I want to facilitate that so like I'll go mm. along with their silly plans and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's cute. Like, <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. I can see th- I can see that. I, I, I still go back to, like, what you said earlier about how it seems more so that Haruhi has more influence on the guys than they oh, yeah. really do. I mean, yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, just, that's just a fact. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everybody's being influenced by Haruhi and Tamaki, and then I guess eventually they'll influence each other later volume. I don't know, whatever. Right. <laughs> um, the last question we got was from at Floating Cloud One on Twitter. And do you think Oran could get a new anime, a redo similar to Fruits Basket this season? I honestly had that thought. <laughs> yeah. It could, but I don't feel like I need it as much. Right. Like, I, I, I think the anime that, it exi- that exists is like perfect. So I, I don't feel like I need a continuation. Maybe I'll feel differently when I read further in the manga, but like mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like the, the anime like is fine and doesn't really leave me feeling unsatisfied the way that like the original Fruits Basket right. did. Yeah. Right. Also, going back to like the things that we said didn't age well, I just don't see how they would like if they were yeah. going to really follow mm-hmm. the manga, I just don't see how they could keep certain things in and and make it still true to the manga and it yeah. and get away with it mm. not 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 in 2019 <laughs> yeah yeah it, or, you know I'm, I'm kind of worried how fruits basket is going to do that with some other stuff that it has mm, to adapt even yeah. but like, right. because it's very true but like because it's a drama i feel like dramas don't age yeah. as poorly as comedies age mm-hmm. like milk like right yeah. and i mean i still find Oran funny but there are some parts of it that have definitely aged like milk right Right, absolutely. Because Fruits Basket is a drama and it's kind of like, it is exploring some of those dark themes, even Mm -hmm. as they're problematic. You like 
kind right. of give it a pass because you're like, yeah. okay, it's trying to say something for real. Whereas yeah. those things in Oron are always just kind of like a throwaway thing. And you're like, eh. And I never right. thought yeah. people could do an anime of banana fish in 2018. And they did. So, and you they know. did. So, you know, yeah, th- this is what it's so I'm not saying that it won't happen and that I don't mm-hmm. think like I think there could be commercial appeal because people mm. have been crying for a season two for forever since for a decade mm-hmm. or whatever or more mm-hmm. um but yeah I would agree that it's you know the Oron anime was a much qual- higher quality anime than the first Fruits mm-hmm. Basket anime was well, it was um, by it was by Studio Bones of you know Full Metal Alchemist and now yeah. My Hero Academia and mm. Mob Psycho so yeah <laughs> Yeah, so, like, I just don't know that it's the same, like, quality argument is there and those type of things. Um, yeah. But I, mm-hmm. if, you know, if when Bisco Hattori is at Anime Expo in July, right. they suddenly <laughs> announced that there was going to be a new anime, I'd be like, that's, I'm not shocked. I'm not yeah, like, and I certainly won't be upset. Yeah. I would watch it. I would definitely watch it. So, yeah. <laughs> I just, I would hope it isn't, like, a Full Metal Alchemist situation where people want to write off the old one. Because mm. I'm sick of having that argument about that show. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and, and I don't want to have... I'm very attached to that Oron anime. That's true. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's like easier with the Fruits Basket to be like, yeah, yeah the old one. I don't know very trash. many people who are attached to that old anime. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. I, right. I would be shocked. <laughs> I'd be shocked. I know people were attached to the old voice actors, but... Yeah. But they're yeah. all in the new one, so... Yeah, they're all in the right, new one. exactly. So. For Fruits Basket. I mean, they would have to have some recasting for Oron because of the stuff mm, of this yeah <laughs> and you know what i wouldn't i wouldn't really mind having another voice to associate with tamaki right yeah so i mean this will be the plague of shoujo anime mm-hmm. a lot especially mm-hmm. for older things that were adapted in the mid-2000s that never like yeah. reached completion it's like will they reboot it i don't know maybe we live in the land of the era of reboots <laughs> very true yeah, everything is being rebooted yeah so never say never. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's my conclusion all the time. Um, so I guess I briefly wanted to discuss this genre thing. Rose mm. had called it a reverse harem earlier. And I'm kind of like, when do we get to make reverse harems just be harems? <laughs> like, why, why do we? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a difficult designation when you, you know, consider gender dynamics. Like what happens if it's, you know the harem is the same gender as the protagonist like right. or they're different they're different genders you know like in visual novels where there's like the one gay option like what where does where does this end right. yeah like right why i mean i kind of see it as harem? right i mean i see it i see all harems as hair like it's it's a harem you know like i don't mm-hmm. i in general i don't say oh reverse harem or you know it's ooh i don't even know if i should it's I hate to say it, but it's sort of like how when people say reverse racism, I'm like, no, it's just racism. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's, you know, like it's 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 all this, it's all racism, you know. So like all the hair, it's like it's they're all harems, you know. We don't really need to like differentiate, I guess. I mean, I I see why they do have different sets of from. tropes, though. Right. Like, I do feel right. like I do feel like they are different genres. Like you know that that reverse harems and harems sort of developed for their own for their own audiences and with their own right. sets of tropes, um, and their own like sets of character types. Even though there's often some you know overlap, like the Megane character, there's you know mm. Meganeko characters and harem animes, but you know it, there's there are some different ones. That is very true. I wonder, like. <sighs> I wonder if there's like a way that we could make up a 
I don't know, words that like, instead of gender neutral, it, like, yeah, yeah, like, right, yeah, because it's like, I mean, because you made a good point, Rose, about like how the different types of harems do have different kinds of tropes because they're appealing to different, you know, demographics. So even then the glasses character is a little bit different if it's a male Mm -hmm. or female. Right. Because, you know, the appeal of the smart girl to men is a little bit different than the appeal (laughs) of the smart guy to girls. Exactly. (laughs) Ooh, that is very true. I mean, men, girls are always better about these things (laughs) than men. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, men. I'm not even that sorry. You're just wrong. That's right. I'm like, eh, don't apologize. Don't apologize. <laughs> I have no apologies. That for was you. A, that was always my struggle as a you know lesbian watching anime is I could not get into the stuff with women in it because the women didn't feel like mm-hmm. real people. Right. The male characters right. felt right. more like real women. Right. <laughs> right. Oh god. Yes. <laughs> it's too true. Oh my gosh. I mean, Because. that's a whole like that gets into a whole conversation about like things that are tend to be written for like if a man writes something. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like usually when men write female characters, it's like, what is this? Like, do you have any, do you have any women in your life? Like, do you, do you yeah. have women? Well, like, I think you could, although I think something like Oran, the characters are pretty unrealistic too. Yeah. In like a way that appeals to what women find appealing in men. That is and, like female true. fantasy is like, so I mean, I, but it's, you know, it's a different kind of unrealistic. I don't know that men feel insulted watching mm-hmm. something like Oran in the way that I often feel insulted when I watch mm-hmm. you know, yeah. female fantasies for men. Right. And or yeah. insecure. I mean, I could definitely see men feeling insecure about, you know, being yeah. compared to Prince Tomaki. True. Well, yeah. I was about to say, I feel like men get mad sometimes. They're like, look at all these beta males over here, whatever <laughs> nonsense. And then I'm like, the, yeah, I'm sorry do. that women like made you nice people and you always just Yeah, I was just making a joke boobs. about how pretty Tomic Yeah. Like, <laughs> God, why it's always baffling to me. I'm like, men are so weird. <laughs> it's very true. I mean, but the thing like that cracks me up is so like I love the fact that Haruhi, for example, is like this flat chested, you know, character and she's still the heroine because as someone who is flat chested when I've read like other let's say I guess typical harem you know manga or anything that has like or anything that's like romantic that's geared toward say men or boys the heroine is always like busty you know curvy like all these things and it's like wow and i'll, and I'll say as someone on the other end of the spectrum that stuff is not remotely relatable to me <laughs> right that's good to know because i'm like wow um it's just not how boobs work you guys right. yeah it's not how they work <laughs> and that's not so... how we feel about them usually. Yeah. right right because i've never like i have a lot most of my most of my my woman friends are quite a lot more busty than i am like every every almost almost every woman is more busty than i am and so like i've never heard them say oh yes these are so great usually they're like oh my gosh cut them off like (laughs) too heavy It's like it's so like especially because I I um dabble in like the ballet scene um mm-hmm. yeah and so especially there like my teacher who's also one of my best friends she's very busty and she's just like oh my gosh Asia like I envy you because you can wear a leotard and you don't have to you're not jiggling around <laughs> yeah but like, I felt I felt wow. like the anime please tell me Galgo Chan was the most 
hashtag relatable portrayal of having big boobs where she just gets frustrated <laughs> about the assumptions that people make about her as a busty girl oh, I mean, oh yes oh, oh my gosh <laughs> oh harems why are you right? why are you always yeah. like this why are you like this right this is my conclusions <laughs> Um, I'm looking through our other big topics list. What are other things that we haven't? We haven't really talked about how they're from different social classes, and that's like oh yeah, oh, I have yeah. I have stuff to say about that topic. <laughs> okay, please. No, do. I just no no. If you guys have stuff to say too, I just I had some you ideas in my head. Well, like one of the th- one of the things that I thought was interesting is like okay, so I w- I went to a public school, but I went to one where I was much less wealthy than most of my classmates mm. and a lot of them are like kids of auto execs and stuff i'm from detroit so that's uh, okay. usually how people get rich there and uh like it was interesting to me this whole idea and also my mom teaches at a private school though hers mm. is more like lobelia because it's an all-girls school it isn't nearly as fancy <laughs> yeah. um but there, there's a there's a private school in bloomfield hills michigan that is basically oran that's mm. called cranbrook kingswood Wow. Look it up on Google Images. I'm not kidding. Oh, oh wow. It looks like a university campus. Kingswood. Apparently Mitt Romney went there, so that gives you an idea of what we're oh, dealing wow. with here. Ah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so um, one of the things that's interesting, and I don't know if this is just you know the show making a joke about it or if this is a genuine difference between Japan and the United States, but this idea that they have like different cultural products and like and I because I feel like in the U.S. that's not a thing like when I'd go to my wealthier friends houses who have like a six car garage or whatever we'd Mm -hmm. eat the same fast food that we ate at my house like right it wasn't like we were eating caviar and oysters or something (laughs) right Um, (laughs) uh, but yeah it's it's like um I, I I wonder if if that's an actual cultural difference or just a part of the way that this manga makes jokes about wealth but, like, I do feel like in the U.S. there is sort of this idea with wealthy people that they don't want to flaunt it because we have this, you know, cultural myth of social mobility that doesn't mm-hmm. exist in mm-hmm. a place that's more stratified like Japan or mm-hmm. England or other similar places. That's yeah. my that's my hot take on wealth in Oran. Yeah. To me, it's interesting because I'm like, but that means, I mean, obviously we all do get different cultural like, does that mean they never watch television? Is kind of what I'm like. Yeah, you would see right. these things like, on television. The, the right. main difference with my wealthier friends and I growing up was like they they would get the same stuff I had like a year earlier than I did, or have mm-hmm. more of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. I mean, personally, I don't really, I don't know, I don't know any like really wealthy people like per- <laughs> that I can think of. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm from, I'm from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, what is, what is wealth? Throwing Oklahoma I mean, under the bus here. <laughs> right, I mean, some, don't uh, they have some oil barons there or something? You know, they have those um, in Texas. Yeah. Oh, okay. So like, yes, but you know, like the the oil industry here kind of had like a, a major crash a, a few years ago. Yeah. And so all of those people are now like, which I get some sort of sick delight out of it because like women that would drive through with their like oil wi- or oil field wife stickers on the back of their oh big trucks. I was like, Oh, where, what are you do? What are you doing now? <laughs> like, I know I that's it. terrible, but so I mean, the same I, thing <laughs> kind of happened to the auto industry in Detroit too. Although right, all those yeah. people are still wealthy. Yeah, not here. Uh, I mean, there's, don't get me wrong. There is some wealth in Oklahoma, but not, I mean, most of us are like middle class and below. And so like, I don't really have any like 
anecdotes, you know, <laughs> to like compare to. But it is very interesting that the that the the rich people at Oran seem to have no real grasp on on the cultural things going on. Like, how do you not know what like packaged ramen is you know like, yeah, how do you, like, like how do you not know what cup ramen is like it's just I, like i i also went to college at a you know at johns hopkins where there were a lot of rich mm. people there and they were eating as much cup ramen as i was yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. for me uh so it's actually funny because now i live with asher who went to a private mm. school name called Pinecrest or something snobby like oh, something God. like that. Uh, and really we, really do look up Cranbrook Kingswood though if you want to see a ridiculous rich people school. Yeah, I do. Oh, oh, I mean it even I it do. even made it into a disc diss track in an Eminem song. That's cuz wow. so so well known in the Detroit area is where rich people go. Where rich people go. Yeah. So then both after and I went to Brown University which is snobby mm. Ivy League. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So definitely there, I was like, oh, my God, I came from public school. Like, I'm a poor mm-hmm. person here and everything. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, no, it, you know, you're all re- eating at our our main cafeteria. I forget what the, its actual name was, but its nickname was The Ratty. We're all eating at The Ratty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not like... <laughs> What is wow. this? What is this, Oron? <laughs> what, are you, what are you trying to say here? I don't buy this at all. It's funny, but I don't buy it. <laughs> yeah, but maybe I, I don't know if it is a cultural difference. Like one of the things I keep thinking about is um, reading the book uh, "Crazy Rich Asians" and seeing the movie. Mm, oh, yeah. um, I've I've read the, there are three books. I've read two of them, and I'm mm. going to read the third one because I I love those books so much. They're they're it's, it's in a similar way, just this sort of like wealth tourism yeah. that you get out of reading it. Just this sort of enjoyment of laughing at ridiculous rich people while also kind of wishing you had their lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, right. But, like, but that that was interesting because it felt more like the kind. It felt like kind of an in between between the sort of model of the wealthy as secluded and beyond everyone else versus you know the wealthy is just you know having more of what the rest of us have. Like they mm. they were sort of somewhere in the middle. But I mean, then that's not Japan. That's Singapore and China. So there could be differences mm-hmm. there too. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I would recommend I would recommend those books in that movie to Oran fans who are who like the wealth tourism aspect right <laughs> as somebody who has watched the movie and read the first book agree i guess i need to <laughs> yeah you need to it's they're pretty they're pretty fun they're pretty fun okay okay another another good genuine um relatable female protagonist too mm. oh yeah that's true uh the most genuine moment for me in oran related to the class differences was when they did the cultural festival and harry was just mm-hmm. like uh, isn't the cultural festival supposed to be about like self-sufficiency and hard work and everything? And they were like, mm-hmm. no, it's about mm-hmm. foresight and leadership. And I was like, okay. that actually, yes, I do. Yeah. That was something that I found like some more similar though, to like, you know, what clubs are like in American high schools. Mm-hmm. Like, like I feel like this, you know, Japanese high school thing. And I don't know how genuine that is in real high schools versus an anime thing. Right. Like this idea of it just being a way to have fun was not my mm-hmm. experience. Everyone was doing it to build up their resumes for college. Mm-hmm. Oh, Even if you were doing some of them for fun, it was still like, well, I've got to do this in a way to build up my resume. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially the school, I went to a really competitive high school. So like, you know, that was actually something that rang truer to my experience than some of the other stuff in Oran. Yeah. 
But not to the ridiculous sense of, I need to prove that I'm going to inherit my dad's company. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> that I'm worthy of inheriting my dad's company by making the best cultural festival, whatever they do at cultural festivals. <laughs> yeah. Haunted house. Oh the gosh. best haunted house. <laughs> like, right. It actually makes me think, too, of how, um, what was it when they were going on their um, summer trip and someone wanted to go to Kyoto and one of the other guys was like, but what do you mean? You don't want to like leave the country? Like all of these, like it was kind of like yeah, making Haruhi fun was of the like, yeah. I would like to go to yeah. Kyoto someday. And they were like, what? right. And they're like, Kyoto, like, why would you want to go there? Well, you could go and, to Paris. Yeah. You right. Paris. <laughs> right. Which, which Kyoto is very nice. And it is actually very true that like you do see a lot of school kids that go on trips there because when yeah. we were up there, there was like school kids everywhere. And we actually got stopped by these like kids and they're like, will you take a picture with us? And my husband and I were like, oh, sure. Little kid, is this okay to like talk is to this strange okay to children? Little... <laughs> like, Should you be like, talking to us right now? Right. It's like, is this, where are your parents? Where, where are your guardians? We're not trying but... to kidnap this child right, right now. Like, we don't, we don't want it. We <laughs> But yeah, so that was kind of an interesting, like, I don't know if that's, if that was genuine. I don't know if like rich people in Japan don't go to Kyoto. I, I, I doubt that. I mean, that. I think that's kind of a rich people thing in general, though, is that like, they've gone to these places, there's sort of, there's sort of an affluence culture involved in mm. where you go traveling mm-hmm. like I know that like you know when I was when I was growing up like if you were above a certain level of affluence you'd kind of look down on the people whose big vacation was Disney World because you could go to Europe uh, like, like so there okay. is that kind of aspect of it I think right for rich people everywhere right like they've probably been to Kyoto before so they're like you know why would you want to waste your school trip there when you could go here Right. You know. That's yeah, that's interesting. I mean, again, I'm from Oklahoma, so like to me going to Disney World, I haven't yeah. been yet. So I would <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. I <laughs> so. Okay, I mean, the biggest question for me when I woke up to go to the bathroom at 5 a.m. one day, I was like, but wouldn't they figure out how he's gender cuz she'd have to use the restroom at some point. And oh. then I was like, uh, Oron probably has like private restrooms or something. I've, okay, I've been I've been to Cranbrook Higgswood because I took the SAT yes. there. Okay, please. They tell do me not. Then. They do not have <gasps> private restrooms. Okay, from what oh. I remember this is a plot they had stalls and the, the whole the whole shebang. Um, my mom's school, which is a private school, only has private restrooms for staff. Mm. Mm. Maybe she hole. just. But that, that's also right, that's yeah. also a girls' school though, so. But like they they have men's and women's bathrooms for you know visitors and yeah. mm-hmm. they have like a brother school of like a boys school and they can they can take classes at the other one when they're juniors and seniors mm. so they do have boys there from time to time. Plot hole. <laughs> yeah, I mean maybe she holds it. I don't know. When I Doesn't was in she school, get periods? I used to hold it. Come on. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, maybe maybe you know boys' bathrooms sometimes still have stalls. Maybe she just always she uses just goes. The stall. Yeah, she just she's brave. She doesn't care. Haruhi doesn't care. Haruhi's like, I go where I want. <laughs> Which is actually true because she's not really actively trying to hide the fact that she's a girl. Like, the guys are hiding it, but she's kind of yeah. like, I don't really care if people yeah. find out. No, her like, gender is yeah. very flippantly, like, Tamaki figures it out by looking at her ID. And it has right. circled female. And mm-hmm. Tamaki's like, you're a girl? And she's like, yeah. Never said otherwise. I like, <laughs> I like, like how right. in the anime they show when each of them figure it out with the light mm-hmm. bulb popping. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So um, the anime, um, the writer of that, uh, Yoji um, Inokido, was a writer in Utena. And that's why mm. there's a lot of, like, Utena-ish um, sty- symbol- symbolic, like, oh, stuff in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you, like, say like that? Like the arrows yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm my mind is blown right now. <laughs> like, wow, it always comes dude. back to Utena for me. It always right? comes back to Utena. <laughs> It's always Utna, y'all. <laughs> I mean, really, it all comes back to Rose of Versailles, which is the yeah, that's true. <laughs> original shoujo that started all these. Really, it's all patterns. Oscar all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm actually really salty that I have not seen that, and I tried to watch it on um, my Amazon like video or whatever but you can't get it. it's not available so you can you can watch utina on uh youtube yeah they have the entire thing they oh. have the entire thing for free mm-hmm. from nozomi entertainment watch the sub yeah definitely watch the sub i watched it okay. dub mistake <laughs> true mistake <laughs> no oh because the dub was the only thing that was on hulu and i didn't know beforehand that all of it is for free on youtube shout out everybody oh. you can watch you you know for free on youtube okay you should definitely do that <laughs> yeah i think the other aspect that we only mentioned briefly was this idea mm. of found families which i think is very big in shoujo i think it is always very interesting in shoujo because it always has the connotation of like but your found family could become your real family if you marry them sort of deal ah uh, yeah and that well, to me is like what like I'm like, is that where Tamaki's humor is trying to go with him being like, I'm your father, but just kidding. I think like. he just genuinely is that clueless. But yeah, <laughs> right. the, fa- the found family is one of those things where, like like I said, like the different parts of Oron in terms of the queer stuff are at war with themselves. And like, I feel mm-hmm. like like found families are like a thing that queer theory spends a lot of time talking about in media mm. because it's a thing that obviously appeals to a lot of LGBT people who've been rejected by their, their yeah. biological families. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's a thing that I think also maybe is explains that appeal is that so many of these, not even, not so much Haruhi really, but the boys have various ways of not fitting into their, you know, biological families, whether it's mm-hmm. like the complicated stuff that Tamaki and Kyoya are dealing with, or, you know, mm. Honey Senpai just likes cake more than he's supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But like, that, so I think that that's a thing that you can, you know, see as relatable, even if you like, on, on a deeper level, even if you're not a fan of some of the jokes that are made in mm. that show. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way before, but that is a good summation of it. Because, yeah, it's like Tamaki is obviously actually rejected because I don't think that most of them are actually rejected by their family, except Tamaki is actually genuinely rejected by his grandmother for being an illegitimate child. Bless his heart. I do feel bad for him. (laughs) You feel bad for him? (laughs) I do. It's so, oh, it's so horrible. Yeah, no, I think that's He's so good. He's so good. (laughs) I mean, I... He's 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 alright, <laughs> but he doesn't deserve to be treated that way. <laughs> yeah, no, he does not. He's a good boy. Yeah, <laughs> I think those are all like unless we wanted to talk more about authenticity, but I think that like yeah, it's fun. Like part of why Haruhi is the best is because even I feel like it does a lot of cyclical things, 
I think actually this comes out the most with Casanova, who we've only mentioned in like the uh, recap of what happened here. Mm-hmm. But Casanova is like raised to be a certain stereotype of what a Yankee like delinquent boy <laughs> Yakuza mm-hmm. person is. So he actually internalizes those things, mm-hmm. but it still doesn't actually capture like who he genuinely is. But even then, when he mm-hmm. does learn to be genuine, because Haruhi is like, what you just need is like a friend who accepts you and you like feel better now, right? Like you have two friends mm-hmm. and that's fun. Um, he's still like playing a stereotype of a Yankee though. <laughs> yeah, I like mm. I like what you said because I never really thought about this, but it's true. Like how the host club is kind of this place where they can all be themselves away from all the pressures of the outside mm-hmm. world. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think the thing that's part of why it's so appealing. Right. Even while it is like actually the most like facade of a thing, right? <laughs> like they're just being like, we but it's, are... it's like these characters they play to some degree are more true to who they are than like who mm-hmm. they have to be in yeah. front of other people. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like because Especially they're all Tamaki. in on the facade, whereas like social yeah. class is like a performance, but that people aren't acknowledging is a performance. Yeah. Whereas host club is a performance that they all know is a performance, and they're like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> like I see it. And gender is a performance. Judith Butler would have a field day mm-hmm. with Oran. Yeah, that's true. Gender is a performance as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Harvey is constantly like both, and that's why Harvey's fun because Harvey is like both performing just not inter- yeah not just really not normal. interested in it <laughs> yeah right she's like i'm just doing this but like don't really care either way and like people interpret what she says very differently than like the tone that she mm-hmm. has in her head a lot of the right. time which is where the comedy comes from i've, I've right. seen a lot of people who interpret Haruhi as genderqueer and like i think i can see where that comes from like i don't think that she would care enough to you mm-hmm. know set herself create a particular label for herself because mm-hmm. like from yeah. the, what i've seen from gender queer people is you have to be very committed to that because people are going to misgender you and you know stuff unless you make it very clear how you identify mm-hmm. so i don't think that she would care that much but like i can gen- i can definitely see how like gender queer people feel you know like their experiences are reflected in who Haruhi is mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense to me and yeah Haruhi again even when she she dresses up obviously she dresses up as male at school because now she's indebted to the host club and (laughs) has to pretend to be a boy Mm -hmm. um but even when she's dressed up as female outside of school a lot of the times there will be a note where it's like her dad packed this for her and stuff yeah there's sort of this sense that whether she's pretending to be a boy or she's acting girly it's always kind of a performance for her right and also her personality does not change based on how she's dressed you know like she does she doesn't feel the need to say act quote unquote feminine when she's Mm -hmm. dressed in girls clothes or masculine when she's dressed up like you know a boy she's just herself and people kind of interpret that based on what they see in their own like views of what masculinity and femininity is like yeah i like yeah, i like the so. i like the scene when they're all dressed up as samurai and she's <laughs> just kind of like staring into space and all the girls are like oh he's such a cool detached person and, and she's thinking about how there's like a sale on meat at the yeah, yeah. supermarket right, yes. <laughs> she's like i'm hungry what am i gonna cook yeah later? what am i gonna cook tonight <laughs> yeah this is nice. That's relatable. <laughs> relatable. That's like honestly my life. It's like, hmm, what are we gonna have for dinner? <laughs> I know. How are you just keeping it real, y'all? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, I guess we should go on to this. Won't be a flow bo- full blown uh, shipping corner, but I do think mm. that we should talk about some ships that we imagined or who we wanted Haruhi to be with at this point in the manga. Like, has it changed over the years? I mean, I've I always was team Haruhi and Tamaki. You know, honestly, same. Like the first time I read it. I really liked Tamaki, you know, and so I wanted them together. This time, like I said, I think he's annoying, but I still think that they are good for each other. Yeah. Like, you know, like I and, I think and it's they, because they yeah. actually aren't that different. They both have yeah. that right. sort of selflessness to them. They just mm-hmm. express it differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had that cute uh, one of the last chapters that we read was the like thing with the princess. The I forget what country she's supposed to be from. Oh. But- it was a country that I actually stupidly looked up because <laughs> you thought it was a real country. <laughs> I was like, "Is this a real country that I've just never?" I feel like it's of? supposed to be <laughs> some dinky country like Monaco or something. Yeah, yeah, that would right. be or, like Dinstein or something like that. Yeah, but so a princess from like a tiny. I think they said it was European country. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's always then, a tiny European country. Yeah, tiny European country. when they make up these countries, it's always like fake Monaco. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um. So they were like, she's not actually that wealthy and she looks like Tamaki's mother. And so Tamaki's just trying to like be really nice to her because he knows that she's putting on a facade. And he's like, I'm going to play into it fully, partially because he's a, a nice boy like that and he wants people to be happy. He wanted her to genuinely smile. And the other part was that he was like, oh, she looks like my mother. Uh, and he's going to confess mm-hmm. that to Haruhi. And he's like, uh, yeah, she just she looks like somebody who's important to me. And Haruhi has already heard this theory from the other mm-hmm. host club members at this point. And she's like, and he's like, don't laugh at me. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, no, oh, yeah. I, I want to be a lawyer. Uh, mm-hmm. I, too, am like, you know, haunted by the the mm. shadow of my my mother and stuff and she's like i would never mm. laugh at you and i was like yeah and again was like, i feel the doki dokies <laughs> yeah, yeah that was yep yeah. yeah, that like that moment i was like yep i am right yeah. to ship them i know <laughs> because, yeah because they they are they do really work well together in my opinion i think the fact that because haruhi to me seems like she's a little bit more introverted um not shy just introverted and Tamaki is very extroverted and yeah. extroverted and I think that they just they they work well together and mm-hmm. he clearly is willing to do whatever he can to like make sure that she's happy and smiling and it's just so cute to see him like yeah I don't know like one of the, on one of the things I was thinking about with the shipping is that like um, obviously I'm like Haruhi Tamaki forever but I never read that much <laughs> fan fiction of it because I feel like the narrative kind of gives me what I want between the two of them whereas like i read a lot of fan fiction of my various oran slash pairings because i don't get those in the right narrative that makes sense so kyoya and tamaki right? <laughs> yeah. Kyoya. yeah yeah <laughs> i mean like kyoya tamaki and haruhi are kind of like my ot3 mm, i can yeah. see that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like i kind of like every possible combination of them mm. um even though i kind of like read Kyoya as gay rather than bisexual mm-hmm. but like you know I, I'm not picky about this um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he and Haruhi also have an interesting dynamic because I think they're kind of mm. like the two sensible people in this right um, yeah. room full of goofuses they definitely are that <laughs> yeah right. and and the, like yeah I mean I, I like the way that I like the way that Tamaki has an effect on Kyoya and sort of rattles him and gets him to sort of access parts of himself that he didn't know were there and so Mm -hmm. that's why i'm really into their dynamic 
And Honey and More Ears are the ones that I ship in a more joking way. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the one, no, but they, Honey, Maury wants to kiss it's, Honey. That's kind yeah, of they, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just that they, you know, there's not much to them as characters. Right. Yeah, they're also, also, it's like, just, uh, also, it's just weird to read stuff about them with that Honey Senpai. Like, you know, it's yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> I, I, aren't they also kind of like a stereotype of like, big gay dude and like ooh. right yeah. yeah it just mm. I, I guess for me I they're just, also I, cousins I just, which is probably yeah a problem yeah for people. right <laughs> they're 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 cousins which i mean you know depending on where you're raised i mean cousins might not mean anything here to me it's weird but i mean yeah that's what but i more so have issue with the fact that like honey literally looks like a child yeah yeah and and maury looks yeah. like a grown man like it's so yeah. like that dynamic it just it's I'm just it's, like, it's, mm. a, it's severely <laughs> limit like i tried to write a fan fiction about them and it was really hard yeah. for me to like put myself in the mind of someone who is sexually attracted to honey right. exactly. like, i can't yes. write this i can't write this yes. this is too weird that's exactly where i'm because it's just like not it, i'm just like i don't i don't get it i think that's my whole thing with honey is that like people he's supposed to be like I guess appeal to people who, like in the in the in one of the um uh volumes they mentioned something about how he appeals to like uh like what is it Shota is it Shota yeah. Con yeah. or something like that this was a thing yeah. that I'd never I didn't know what this I didn't know about this um so like Shota which there aren't like, that many Ugh. fans of like <laughs> thankfully like any right. any sort of like you know group of pretty boys, it's always the youngest looking one who is the least popular character. Right. At least in terms of the you know who is my husband though question. Yeah. <laughs> the only important question. Like I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever met an Oran fan where like you know they're like Honey Senpai is my you know boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was always like every single one of the other ones, but never him. Yeah. Right. Because he's just, I mean, he's a child. And yeah. as someone who as someone who lives even with if children. He's, <laughs> even if he's actually the oldest one. Which I, right. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's just, it's an, it's the aesthetic. Just, I, I live with children. I have yeah. some. And I'm just like. Yeah, exactly. Uh -uh. No. Because no. they're just too weird. No. They're, it's weird. And they're annoying anyway. Like, there's nothing about, there's nothing appealing about children. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my I mean, my eighteen year old college students look like babies to me. So. Right? Yeah. No, I look at high schoolers. And I'm like, y'all are babies. Why am I reading yeah. manga about you? You're babies. Right. <laughs> it's crazy because when yeah. when I yeah, it's like when I was in high school. I solved I the problem in that fan fiction by giving him a Momiji growth growth spurt. By the way, oh in case nice. Wondering. Oh, yeah. nice, nice. And no, I'm not gonna link it in the. Don't link it. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't find it. This. Nobody's finding this. <laughs> I mean, Sorry, I'm a little curious. You were about to say. No, you're fine. I I think I was just saying that, like, I remember being in high school and thinking that we all looked like, well, not all of us, I didn't, but like people looked older, you know. Mm -hmm. And then now I look back and I'm like, no, these they were children, and high school kids look like children, and it's yeah. just weird. I'm I'm just mm, I'm I'm good on honey. I'm mm. yeah. <laughs> I do have to say that I kind of this is unrelated to honey and Mori, but I do mm. kind I liked. Casanova and I was like I would be cool if Haruhi was like yeah I like Casanova that's, that's really I see a lot in like Tamaki Kyoya fanfics it was like I'm always interested in who they pair Haruhi with and I saw one that paired her with Casanova I'm like I I'm down with that yeah huh. I like nice. it better than when they pair her with Mori because Mori Ugh. has a soulmate and that's Honey Senpai yeah no 
definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just really Casanova. Really, I actually would have. I actually would have shipped her more. Like Harvey, if I was going to ship her with anyone other than Tamaki, it would be the leader of um, Lobelia. Like, oh yeah, that's many. Um, because she is so. I I love her. She's (laughs) I I would have loved to have seen more of her. Um, I know you get a couple. I know she makes you know appearances, but not enough. I I actually would like yeah. a series about Labella. Yeah, I would. Yes. I would read that series. I would so read hard. that. Maybe that's I what's going to be announced. To be fair, <laughs> yes. to be fair, that exists in several forms in Yuri manga. That basic oh, thing. Right. <laughs> that basic concept. That basic. Yeah, I'm totally <laughs> like, like that's yes. <laughs> what what strawberry panic if you're about that. Although none of those oh, girls are as, none of those girls are as beautiful as her though. But I mean, oh. it's the girl school Yuri. Type. Oh, that's what mm-hmm. that's about. I yeah. never knew. People have recommended it to me, and I didn't. Re- I was like, it's I don't very, know what this it's is. Very, it's very silly and tropey, but it's a it's a Yuri about an all girls oh. school. Okay. Yeah. Which there are there are a lot of those there are a lot of those it's a, it's a whole trope in Yuri manga which I think the Labellia stuff was sort of riffing on was the mm. all girls and I mean there's there's truth in real life too yeah right uh, all right so does anybody have any fi- final thoughts my final thought is why did Haruhi and Kasunoda not play kick the can that's what I want to see yeah <laughs> I want them, I want them to get to play kick the can with someone I know. I re- like, that was the thing I realized. Re- um, like, I already liked his character, but I like reading him on. I'm like, wow, I really like him. I hope he gets to be I happy. I want him to be happy. <laughs> and I mean, that's kind of how I feel about everybody in this manga. I want n- even weirdo Nekozawa to be happy. I mean, he's, right. a cat- <laughs> yeah. he's a cat person. I can relate to him on that level. Yeah, I actually liked him. Um, yeah, he was he was a funny he was a funny character to me. I didn't really much care for that the arc where his like he's trying to get his sister to like him or whatever yeah i'm just in general i don't really like the whole brother sister complex type stories yeah those are are weird but (laughs) japan and their brother sister we didn't even talk about how we feel about people who ship the twins oh god (laughs) no that is a thing do people do that people people do that People totally ship no. them. No. Huh. It's a no. thing you see when you it's a thing you see when you read like slash fan fiction of the other pairings, is that they're often a side pairing and you're just like mm-hmm. I prefer not to. <laughs> That's incest. I, you I'm know, I I, mm, I try not to be judgmental, but <laughs> I have lines right? at incest. <laughs> just like I don't know about that one. Yeah, I and I also don't really like them anyway. So I feel like they would be, they'd be a terrible couple. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Yeah. No. Is Oran still? Is Oran a classic? I guess. Can we? We should we, we answer uh, that question? It is to me. <laughs> Hedging. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'll put it this way. Oran is not. It's something that I feel like if you jumped on the Oran bandwagon like back when it was kind of still popular yes it's a classic but I would not recommend it necessarily (laughs) to everyone who hasn't read it now I I don't think I think a lot of people wouldn't get it yeah I mean like now you know like it's like the anime I like the most that I don't really really quickly recommend to newbies both because of the stuff mm -hmm. that doesn't age well but also because like you know, you kind of have to be familiar with shoujo anime to get a lot of its humor. Right, Because yeah. it riffs mm-hmm. on other anime so much. 
but you know, I still think I still think it's kind of there isn't really anything like it out there. Um, right. Like the mm-hmm. like that it's it's a it's about shoujo. I mean, the closest thing I would think now would be like Monthly Girls Nozaki Kun, which maybe is the Oran for the 2010s, mm. um, <laughs> which isn't but, even technically a shoujo. <laughs> yeah, but it's you know it's a it's very yeah. shoujo ish. Yeah, it's, yeah. It riffs on shoujo tropes. And in not always the same way that Oron does. Yeah. But so I, I feel like other than that, there isn't really anything else like it out there. And for right. that reason, I think it endures. Um, and so, but, but, you know, I would definitely recommend it to a lot of cat with a lot of caveats now. And I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've seen the like, you know, Tumblr teens try to make sense of it and they don't seem to know what to make sense of it and often just say it's unforgivably problematic. And you know what, like, that's a fine take to have on it. You know, right. if you're watching it now and you have other things that you can watch, but it holds a special place in my heart. Right. Same. Yeah. It's just, it's very, it's nostalgic for me. Um, Cause like I said earlier, you know, it was one of the first series that I um, had started collecting. And so I really, I, I love it, but mm-hmm. I think I, I love it in the same way that like you love your kid that's like a troublemaker, <laughs> you know, like if you have a kid that <laughs> yeah. gets in trouble, yeah, I see. it's like, I love you. I know you're, I know you have some problematic tendencies, but, um, I still love you and it's I'm a not problematic gonna, fave. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. a problematic fave. Yeah. And I, I would say that if people are like really interested in reading something from like the not too distant past, because it is, you know, it's past, um, then pick it up. Otherwise, I mean, I, I think it still holds up as a good thing, other than some jokes that haven't aged yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe just, not the yeah. not even the greatest jokes at the time. Yeah, like, they were. Just I mean, like, I watched, they were never great. <laughs> I first watched it in 2014, and I loved it. So, mm. I would say, particularly, it, it still works well, probably as a any hesitant men in your life who are like, "What's a good shojo?" I mm, think yeah. it's still like appealing to that demographic. Yeah, because yeah. it has enough of a sense of humor about that, and it, it isn't something where you have to be super into the cute boys to love it. Mm-hmm. Like so, I it, it so I I think it works. You know, if if they're interested in it, like for the guys I know who are interested in shojo, I'd recommend that as a comedy and fruits basket as a drama. Is usually those are usually mm. my recommendations. But Oran is an easy. Like I was saying earlier, it's a much easier recommendation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. So Oran, it's here. It was a big thing. Maybe it's dwindling now, but... Who knows? Maybe we'll get a reboot. <laughs> Maybe it'll get a reboot. Right. <laughs> oh, man. And okay. I certainly would not complain. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would definitely watch it. <laughs> yeah. I would watch that. Okay. Thanks for listening to Show Joe and Tell. Uh, any comments, questions, or concerns? Need to gush about your OTP? Tell us what your favorite side character gags are in this. I don't know. Lots of things that you could talk about. Email showjoeandtell at gmail.com. Or leave a comment on shoujoandtell.com slash oron1. We're at shoujoandtell on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and Tumblr. Uh, so, Rose, where can people find you and your work on the internet? Well, I'm currently taking a break from Anime News Network reviewing right now because I'm going to be doing Japanese immersion this summer. Um, but you can follow me on Twitter at ComposeRose. And Asia, where can people find you on the internet? Um, well, definitely, definitely not where Rose is. I'm just like, <laughs> she's so impressed. I'm so impressed. Oh, no, don't worry about it. You have a YouTube. You have a YouTube show. But That's yes, really you cool. can't. Right. 
Oh, thank you. So yes, I am on YouTube at Mama Loves Ma or my YouTube channel is Mama Loves Manga, and you can find me on Instagram at Mama Loves Manga and also Twitter under the same name. I don't use my Twitter as often, but I'm on You're getting better. So <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm it. getting better. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> it's okay. Twitter is, is Twitter yeah. is. <laughs> never, you should never apologize for not using Twitter more. Yeah, right. It's, it's fair. It's a fair thing to not do. Um, are you excited every time you see an episode from us? If so, please consider leaving an I a rating in iTunes or Stitcher. This will help the podcast reach more hearts, or at least ears. Uh, as you can guess, next episode will be about the second half of Oron High School Host Club. Uh, it'll be almost as good as getting a season two of the anime. I'm just kidding, it won't be, but it will, should still be fun. Uh, so stay tuned until then. Bye.